Welcome to the San Marcos Chamber Business and Community Podcast, presented by the San Marcos Chamber of Commerce. Join us each week as we sit down for a conversation with our local leaders, decision makers, and more to bring you the best stories from the San Marcos business community. And now, here's our host, Rick Rangaitis, CEO of the San Marcos Chamber. Welcome to the San Marcos Business and Community Podcast. Brought to you by the San Marcos Chamber of Commerce. Uh, thanks for joining us today. A uh, special guest today we have is Steve Munson, owner of Dos Desperados Brewery. And as we all know, uh, this pandemic's been tough on a lot of people and a lot of businesses, but restaurants and, and, the, and the breweries probably have, have been hit hardest and have had to jump through a lot of hoops. So I guess, Steve, I guess just start today by just telling us a little bit about the journey and, and what you've had to do to be able to keep the doors open. Well, Rick, first of all, thanks for having me. It's just, uh, always good to be with uh, with you. I think, you know, a lot of curveballs. Uh, the thing kind of starts off, and you're not really sure what's going on. Well, they say, what you don't know, you don't know. With all of the uh, different agencies and all the different uh, news outlets and all the different information you're getting, you just sometimes didn't know what to believe. Uh, but you kind of, you know, work your way through all of the, the bumps in the road. Um, one thing is, for sure, we're very glad we're in San Marcos. I mean, with you guys in the chamber and with the city and uh, with ABC right up the street, uh, it was really a lot easier to navigate a lot of things because people are right here and we can communicate directly. So that ended up working out pretty well. Um, I think with so. the city, yeah. I mean, the city really is, uh, they walk the walk. They don't just talk the talk. And yeah. I think San Marcos is one of the first cities that came out with the business sustainability program. And, uh, and at the level that they did for the size of San Marcos was, uh, was great. And really, um, not only from a financial standpoint, but just from uh, a chance to give small business owners in San Marcos some hope. And I think, you know, one thing we found out, they did this, the city, they were, they were early and often. Uh, but we figured out every government agency that was offering any kind of program or assistance early and often. I mean, it was a couple nights, so it was up until 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning filling out uh, some of the applications, you know, for some of the SBAs or the PPPs. And it was very frustrating because a lot of the websites were shut down and you didn't know if you really, uh, when you hit uh, go, it really was going to go. But, uh, you know, you just had to be persistent. I think the other thing is in talking with staff, uh, we just had to be creative. We had to try to think of different things we could do to, you know, try to take care of people the best we could. How could we get the doors open when the doors were closed? You know, go outside, uh, do all this kind of thing. So it's just it was kind of trying to get out there and get out there quickly. You know, what's food and what's a snack? Yeah, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just I I just I still shake my head at some of the things that come down from Sacramento that are just, uh, you know, ten percent of this, twenty five percent of that. I mean, you know, just all these all these hoops that everybody has to, to jump through. One thing I've, I've seen, and it's been um, a credit to, to small business owners like yourself is just the, uh, I, it's an over overused word now, but pivot. Uh, every business has had to pivot and just how you've adapted and still been able to, I'm still able to go to Dos Desperados and enjoy a ice cold IPA from my personalized beer mug. And uh, so, uh, I, you know, it's, it's just a credit to, to you to be able to, to do that because I know you have a really um, uh, loyal base of customers. That is really what's getting us through so far is, uh, you know, really some loyal customers. We have a beer club and then we have other regular customers. Um, 
they wanted to support, you know, the local businesses. And when it was originally curbside, I mean, having somebody drive up was a real, it was a treat. You know, you hadn't seen people in, you know, maybe a couple hours. And someone comes up, you recognize their face. You can't really have an encounter with them. You know, you had to keep your distance. But, in fact, some of them, they kept their windows rolled up, and they'd open up their trunk, and you'd put, <laughs> put product in the trunk. But, hey, it was all great. I mean, just, just saying hi or waving to them, it was just, it was great to somewhat be open. Well, I think that brings up a good point, too, and, and I think that's been some of the frustrations with, um, I, I think, especially restaurants and, and breweries is, um, I know we went through it, even with Farmer's Market, that if, you know, you should be able to run your business, and if you're able to be, provide a safe and, and healthy environment and do the same, follow the same rules that some of the big box stores and some of those places are are having to abide to, you should be able to run your business. and. Uh, that example you you say of someone putting the putting the beer in someone's trunk just to whatever it, whatever it takes to make it safe. Well, I think one of the bigger frustrations after two or three you know sets of rules, a couple of the places in Pacific Beach, a couple of the bars, they just were out of control, and you know they kind of ruined it for everybody. And so then they imposed the will on all of us as well, and we didn't really I don't think deserved it. You know, it was just uh, uh, we were doing a pretty good job of controlling our folks and. But, uh, you know, why not penalize the people that really were violating the rules? And uh, we didn't really see that. It just looked like it was a blanket on everybody. And, uh, but that's what we had to deal with. So No, I've seen it myself just going out and about um, that some places do it and not all of them do it. And it's just been, it's just been such a crazy time. And it's been, you know, I think some of it too. I, you know, some, you know, you're talking about the different loans and things like that and how, you know, it's, it's just confusing and there was so much, but same thing with the rules. It's like, it's so hard to keep up. I know even the cities are even having a hard time keeping up with how do we, you know, what's the, what's the latest uh, uh, health order and how do we, how do we police it? And, and I think the city has done a real good job in San Marcos of just, you know, really giving the businesses the leeway to make sure they are safe and giving them the opportunity to go out in the parking lot and create a, cause I know, cause well, tell us a little bit about how you did that. Cause you've, you've got some areas in the parking lot as well, right? Well, yeah, we had to work, you know, with the city, with ABC and with the landlord uh, on being able to use parking spaces. And that's usually a pretty, you know, sensitive subject. You know, you usually don't take parking spaces away from, you know, commercial buildings and, uh, Everyone really, you know, worked well with us on that. I think they recognized, you know, to keep us in business, it was essential. And uh, maybe in kind of a funny way, the agencies, they still want to get their taxes too. And if we're not in business, they can't get their taxes. But, uh, uh, but it ends up being about survival. And uh, I think there's some of our friends that we know that are maybe pushing the limits a little bit. It's hard to criticize them because they're trying to survive, yeah. you know. So, you know, maybe there's a little bit of wiggle room in some of the rules. Maybe uh, there's a little bit of interpretation, but uh, you do what you got to do. And uh, if enforcement comes in, uh, I know we have a book. It's about uh, three inches thick of all of the orders and uh, mandates and everything else, and uh, I'm sure we killed a few trees to print that all out. But, uh, <laughs> you know, if enforcement comes in, uh, I, I've instructed our staff, the first thing to say is this is best effort. You know, we're reading things and uh, trying to interpret them and uh, – if there's something we need to do, we'll do it. We want to be compliant, but uh, we also need to understand what you want. So, And I think that's the approach, too, is just saying, okay, you need to do this. Okay, we'll do that, you know, it's uh, um, if they do come in. but uh, So you're open. Tell us a little bit about your hours and, and where you're located and all well, that good stuff. Uh, we're kind of in the middle of uh, Restaurant Row and the movie theater in the Grand Mall on Las Bosas and 
Linda Vista. So we think it's a pretty good location. Uh, we want to be open when customers want to be there. Uh, generally, seven days a week. Uh, we open the afternoons uh, during the week at 3 o'clock, and we close at 8. And then on the weekends, uh, we stay open until 9. I think uh, Saturday, open at noon. Sunday, we open at 1. But uh, football season's coming up. We may modify that a little bit and get uh, open a little bit earlier on Sundays. But uh, hopefully there is a football season. I know. But, I, uh, well, I know when baseball season started, you had the TV out uh, outside under the tent so you could sit there and enjoy a cold beer and watch the watch the Padres or whoever yeah. your whoever your team of choice was. And that's been a nice surprise. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the Padres have been – what a fun season. And it's uh, – I'm a Cubs fan. I'm not a Padres fan, but I like to see the Padres do well. And uh, it's got to be frustrating for Padres fans not to have such a great season, not be able to go and watch them. But, um, well, but it is Cubs a fun are year. Doing okay, too. They're, uh, they're hanging in there. I think they're still in first place. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, they are. Yeah. Um, so we're talking to Steve Munson, owner of Dos Desperados Brewery. So, yeah, let's talk about some more fun stuff. Let's talk about um, beer and um, beer and baseball, two of my favorite subjects. <laughs> Tell us, so what were you doing before you started Dos Desperados, and what, what prompted you to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start my own brewery? Well, uh, I retired from especially the chemical company uh, that made adhesives for semiconductors and went through about a year of retirement. And my wife, Dora, recognized I wasn't real happy with the retirement. Um, I had a great garden and took care of my grandkids, but it's kind of, what do you do after 2.30? So she said, why don't you go out and do something? I'd been a home brewer for about 20 years, and uh, so we put a business plan together and, you know, put together Dos Desperados. That's why it's Dos Desperados. The wife is the una, and I'm the dos. <laughs> <laughs> the marriage and the business works out very well that way, so. Right, absolutely. But, uh, always love beer, been a beer drinker since, you know, legal age, maybe a little bit before that. Uh, the whole craft beer scene in San Diego, you know, we kind of got to enjoy, you know, companies like Green Flash and Stone and others, uh, you know, open up and grow. And uh, just wanted to kind of pursue that and have some fun with our customers and, and have some fun with our beers. Well, and you've done a great job. You've done it the right way. Um, I've been going to Dos Desperados for, for many years, and um, it was, you've always made everybody feel uh, comfortable. It's almost like a cheers atmosphere. And um, that makes it, that makes it enjoyable. People want to go to a place where they know each other and it's, uh, it's always a friendly environment and you've kind of grown the brewery, uh, you know, slowly and, but it's been in a great place, um, before the pandemic, but still, yeah. <laughs> uh, but tell us a little bit about what sets you apart. What's Dos Desperados? I know I love the beer and, uh, but what, what makes Dos Desperados a little different than some of the other breweries out there? Well, as far as the beer, uh, I like a lot of the European style beers, uh, as a home brewer, that's basically what I made. Uh, but when we decided to be in business, we recognized in San Diego, you got to have some good IPAs. So we developed a few of those. Um, I really got kind of fortunate in one of our hires, kind of early in the game. Uh, Hayden Weir is now our brewer. But uh, he was a student, a baseball player at Cal State San Marcos. And uh, we... We're introduced to him, and we brought him along as basically a, a beer server, and he had the interest to be a brewer and uh, learned the trade, and he's become uh, really, I think, a pretty good brewer in town. Uh, he's come up with a couple new beers. Uh, he made a lager about three years ago uh, that's really been good for us, uh, really goes good with food and restaurants, and it goes well in our taste room as well. And then he's the one that really pushed the hazy. Um I'm from New England, and I thought this whole New England style 
IPA was just going to be a fad. I said, nah, we don't need to make that. That's going to go away in a few months. Well, after about six months, I think he made one, and uh, it's gone pretty well since. So I was wrong, and he was right. I'm really <laughs> glad he was right. But, uh, but no, I think uh, you've got to look for the trends. Uh, you've got to look for something new. Almost every day someone comes in a brewery and says, what's new? So you've got to have some new beers as well. Uh, we came out with a seltzer. Uh, we actually did a kettle sour in the last year. So try to keep it fresh and keep it new. But there's still three or four beers that are big runners. Those are the IPAs and the lager. And uh, that's what we make the most of right now. And the hazy is Hazy Daisy, right? The hazy Daisy. And named after Hayden's dog. That's what I was going to say. I thought it was yeah. named after Hayden's yeah. dog. So uh, that's probably part of the fun is coming up with the names for the different from different beers. We always have the Hazy Daisy. That's our, our main runner. And then we always have another hazy that we rotate throughout the year. And the current one we have now is Hazenitas. Uh, we actually did some work with uh, Brewer's Taproom over in Encinitas on their anniversary and made them a beer, made them a hazy. And uh, you thought, hey, that's an Encinitas uh, taproom. Let's make it, instead of Encinitas, make it Hazenitas. So that's really our second best seller. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And we actually canned that along with the Hazy Daisy as well. And the can sales and liquor stores and other places are really going well too. I think I might have to stop by and pick up a couple of crawlers later today. Um, we, you know what? We brought up baseball, um, you know, a couple of times today. And so I don't know. I'm not sure if everybody, people that know you maybe don't know about uh, uh, your son was a major league baseball player and number one draft pick and uh, uh, Eric. And that must have been, and I didn't put the dots together. I used to work in baseball and ran minor league teams. And, you know, I remember when, when I, it, it hit me all of a sudden when, when uh, we were talking one time when I just, I think your son was on the cover of Baseball America as, uh, when he was playing at USC. So uh, talk a little bit about what that was like, that journey and being and having your son play at the highest level of, of baseball. And obviously you, you love the sport. Well, it's just, you know, been a lot of fun for me and Dora to, to follow both our kids. But uh, Eric uh, grew up with another kid in San Diego, Eric Chavez. And they really basically started playing baseball together in the league and then competitive ball, travel ball, since they were about six. So... Eric Chavez is almost a family member. Uh, he's really close to my son, and he's close to our family. And uh, so watching them both, you know, grow up and, and develop and, you know, through high school. And you don't really know how good they're going to be until they're about 17 or 18. And, uh, you know, when they're a junior in high school, you kind of figured out, hey, they might have a chance. And uh, so they both got drafted. Uh, Chavez got drafted by the A's and signed out of high school. And then my son decided to go to USC Spent three years of school there, and he actually won the College World Series in 98. So following around, going a lot of different places, meeting a lot of great people, uh, just it was a great experience. And uh, so now I'm following in, uh, my grandson. My grandson's 16, and, uh, you know, Eric uh, and he are in Iowa, uh, in Dubuque. And uh, he's turned out to be a pretty good little baseball player too, so we'll see where that goes. Uh, I think his goal is to get to college and play ball and then see where it goes from there, so... Yeah, I think you told me you went out to Joliet to one of his, was he in a tournament? Last summer, yeah. My, my hometown, yeah. Joliet, oh, yeah. Illinois. Yeah. So. yeah, right there where the prison is, right? Yeah, so, of course, yeah. Joliet Jake and the Blues yeah. Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's uh, he's coming along. We'll see how it goes. But, uh, um, but yeah, they live in Dubuque. Uh, that's where his wife is from, and uh, uh, they love it back there. He's got a property, and, you know, the property's got a deer run and a couple trout ponds, and that's what he loves to do is get out in open space, so. Yeah, it's uh, it's very pretty. I, I've got family in the in the northwest. Uh, I'm sorry, northeast part of uh, Iowa, and uh, I married an Iowa girl, and so uh, very familiar with that state. 
Um, we've been talking beer and baseball with Steve Munson, owner of Dos Desperados Brewery. Steve, thanks for joining us today, um, and thanks for being such a such a great chamber member. Um, you're, you, you help us so much with uh, when we do the street fairs and taste, and um, I, I appreciate your appreciate your friendship. I appreciate um, everything that you do for the chamber. Uh, love your beer. And uh, appreciate you taking some time today to join us on the San Marcos Business and Community Podcast brought to you by the San Marcos Chamber. Steve, again, thank you. Rick, thank you, too. And, and for us, it's all about having a little fun. You know, you, you try to, you know, do some things that, you know, maybe do some good, too. And uh, let's keep having some fun. Absolutely. He's, that's, that's well stated. I can't, can't say it any better. Thank you. And thanks to everybody for listening to today's episode. We appreciate you taking the time to to listen and, and don't hesitate to send me an email, rick at sanmarcoschamber.com. If there's any ideas or any topics or guests that you'd like us to have, we'll go ahead and schedule and bring them to you on this San Marcos Business and Community Podcast. Thank you and have a great day.